Welcome to the Mac PFD Spark Podcast. This podcast is meant to inspire you to take the next step in your development journey as a faculty member. We're really excited to bring you excellent and interesting content, from inspiring you to teach or supervise more effectively, to leading and managing your own team, to thinking about creative or humanistic ways to do your work, and finally, to build up your skills in scholarly practice. We welcome you to sit back, listen, and enjoy the latest episode of the Mac PFD Spark Podcast. In this episode, we listen to Dr. Sean Park talk about leadership. He introduces the Hi-Fi program that focuses on health improvement and faculty innovation. In addition, he discusses topics such as experiential learning, how he got interested in leadership development, and what he envisions for the Hi-Fi program. We hope you enjoy. Welcome, Sean. It's great to have you here for our next Spark podcast episode. So I know that you've been an interviewee for others on the Spark podcast, but for those that haven't met you yet through one of the episodes or in person, could you introduce yourself first to our audience? For sure. Ruth, uh, thanks for uh, having me. Um, I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Medicine here at McMaster in the Division of uh, Education and Innovation. Uh, And uh, I work in a number of uh, different capacities. One is as a uh, teaching professor with the Integrated Biomedical and Engineering uh, Health Sciences Program. I teach a course uh, in human-centered design. Um, I am faculty member with the Health Leadership Academy, uh, which I'll speak a little bit about that work uh, today. Uh, And I'm also a faculty member with the um, FHS uh, Office for Continuing Professional Development. And a lot of my work is around teaching uh, design and design thinking uh, as really sort of modalities for for innovation, for for creative change. Um, And uh, I mean, I'll speak about it later, but... uh, uh, creativity has definitely been a big part of my path and, and really the uh, big focus of my work um, in all of my roles here at McMaster. Yes, and that is one of the episodes that comes to mind is your interview around design thinking. So I'll also refer listeners to your previous episode on creativity and design thinking, as I know that that's a a significant interest of yours and a component of what you do in this role as well. Our discussion today will be focusing on your work with the Health Leadership Academy and this new program that you're developing. And I'm going to say it's a new program because I don't know much about it. And the reason I was looking forward to interviewing you today was to learn more and to share about this program with others. So I understand that you are developing the Hi-Fi program. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Great. So Hi-Fi, uh, some people when they hear that term, they might be um, uh, sort of music heads and they think, oh yes, high fidelity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly mm-hmm. what uh, the, the term stands for. Um, health uh, improvement and faculty innovation is what the letters stand for. Uh, oh, okay. and, I didn't know that. And so the, uh, the notion of, of high fidelity uh, is, is kind of a really interesting metaphor for getting us to think about uh, when we do leadership development, um, 
in in the training, um, the kinds of experiences that we have as, as learners are sometimes very different from the actual reality in in our leadership roles. And in the development of this program, uh, the question was sort of how how might we kind of create a program that that does for leadership education what you know mannequins and problem-based learning did for for health sciences education. Um, how can we um, prepare leaders to really grapple with the messy complexity of leadership challenges before we ask them to, in the real, sort of step into those challenges? You know, we wouldn't, in a health context, we wouldn't expect a first-year student, medical student, to to jump into an ER shift. It's just we just don't do that. And so, in the development of this program. Uh, I had lots of conversations with leaders of, of various stripes across FHS, both administrative and faculty leaders, asking them about their own leadership training and asking them in the context of their work, you know, what are some of the things that they, they feel confident with and what are some of the gaps? Mm-hmm. And, and so some of that, uh, some of those conversations highlighted a number of, of themes that are really core to to this leadership program. Some of that uh, is around continuing to develop a sense of self as leader. You know, who am I? What's my identity? Um, how do I fit or not fit with the culture that I'm in? And in a leadership role, I mean, we're often um, invited or asked or challenged to change the system, right? And, and that's not an easy thing to, to do. So mm-hmm you know, how do we make space for those those kinds of conversations and, and support the leaders? There was also some significant conversation around, I guess you could call it some of the um, organizational aspects of, of leadership roles. So for uh, leaders in health sciences who are, you might consider them mid-level, um, you know, they've been in a leadership role for a while, they've maybe had some foundational training, how to communicate, how to resolve conflict, all of those kinds of things. Um, that in, in, the, in, in mid-level roles, whether you might be an associate chair or a director, uh, are things like, how do you manage a large budget, right? When you have, you know, a lot of, you've, you've got a lot, there's a lot of money. And, and how do you um, support the development of a healthy culture? And sort of all of the HR stuff that comes as part of part of these roles. And increasingly, uh, leaders are, are being asked to to have, you know, a really a vision and a strategy for moving their department or their teams forward. The, our environment right now is obviously very complex and changing and right. There's, there's a lot of change. Yeah. So so this need to be adaptive and. And in some cases, to have you might call it a an entrepreneurial mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not necessarily about creating a business as an entrepreneur, but no, but creating new ways of doing things, new ways of thinking about. Wow, like we need to we need to bring in money in different ways uh, because that's such a big part of uh, how the departments and universities work. So that was the other theme, right? Was around some of those pieces around uh, HR culture finance, uh, and, and strategy. And the third thing that um, 
I heard in my conversations was desire for engaged experiential learning. There's, you know, there's lots of talks out there. Uh, there's lots of information, but bridging that gap between sort of theory and doing, mm-hmm. right? That knowing doing gap is something that, you know, folks sort of spoke highly of like wanting to have that opportunity to dig in, grapple with some of the issues and which sort of translates into, you know, not being, you know, you know, talked at or lectured at, but really like we do in our problem-based learning, um, mm-hmm. you know, across a lot of our, our schools is, you know, jump into the messiness and really kind of you have to figure out what it is that you need to learn to do in order to address address the challenge. Um, so those were some of the, the sort of the foundational uh, themes that came up in those conversations. It's really interesting to hear you describe the components of the Hi-Fi program because what I'm hearing is also because I lead uh, other leadership development programs as well. And so I'm listening to what you're sharing and also comparing it to how we structure our other programs. And I would say one of the leadership programs that I'm involved in is more is considered more of a baseline leadership development program and that's the academic leadership program and what i'm hearing from the hi-fi is that you're incorporating perhaps some next level or skills that you're building on from having developed those foundational competencies so skills around finance and hr management as well as managing culture and strategy and those are far more, I would say, introduce a lot more complexity. There's not, and as you've mentioned as well, there's not an easy way to simply just create didactic sessions where someone talks at you and then you pick up on those skills, but you're also incorporating that experiential learning component, which I think is super helpful and would be effective in this environment to learn those more complex higher level and also unique uh, situational skills for the environments in which those participants are actually practicing. So do you feel like that's a, a appropriate or reasonable summary of what you had envisioned for the Hi-Fi program? Very, very much so, Ruth. Uh, the academic leadership program um, has uh, really been helpful in um, providing a, first of all, a framework for under, for thinking about uh, leadership and, and leadership being different than managing, right? That um, there's something very much about the interpersonal, about, you know, addressing conflict around understanding who you are, that re- regardless of your role are, are, are important if you really want to be able to to make to make good things happen, um, and and recognizing that's just it's, it's just a starting point, and that there's there's more to build on that that we we, we currently don't have. Um, I'll also add, Ruth, that the folks that I spoke with talked about leadership being something that's shared across both the faculty and administrative uh, roles. Uh, because there's unique expertise that both our faculty leaders bring and, and our administrators, uh, administrative leaders bring. And that the 
departments that are really successful in you know navigating change are ones where there's there's a lot of strong collaboration partnership between sort of both of those those roles um, and, and really you know all of the other folks that sort of come into that um, into that intersection so what that um, got us thinking about was creating a program that encouraged first of all participants from both administrative and faculty groups to be able to come together so we're inviting applications from each department for an administrative and a faculty leader to come together oh very interesting and as we pose challenges to participants that one of the explicit aims is that you know folks learn how to listen to invite in and, and work across you know across those roles uh, and in a way this is not not a management kind of training even though some of the, the topics and themes deal with things like budgets which we think of as sort of more of the managerial you know our, our administrative leaders that's their bread and butter they do that work all of the time and but for, for for some faculty that that's new and so getting a chance to learn how to work with the expertise that's here is part of the aim of this right is uh, to make some space to have those conversations and you know to not necessarily think that faculty leaders have to be able to do all of these things that no there is expertise that both sides kind of bring to the table i really like that take on experiential learning where it's not just experiential learning for the individual coming to participate in a program, but it is also that experiential learning where you also have a colleague within your same work environment that is participating. So there is that peer-to-peer -peer learning in addition to the context and the learning opportunities that you have that are also experiential. So it's like the context is experiential, but also that interpersonal aspect and the collegial framework that you set up here is also uh, facilitating experiential learning. I like that. That's really cool. I was going to say something that Teresa Chan had um, uh, got me thinking about uh, as the future of leadership development is um, not just the development of the individual leader, but the development of the team, the group or the organization as the kind of unit of focus, right? Um, and so how do we actually create a training environment that starts to, to see, yes, obviously the individual needs to develop sort of certain skills and, and so on. But yeah, thinking much more about that, the, the context and web of relationships that we're in um, and that we need to think about those relationships as the, the space or the focus um, of, of the education. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And it's a light bulb in my mind in terms of how unique this program is and how it's uniquely structured. Thanks for sharing that. I wonder about some of the logistical aspects of when do you plan to roll out your the, the program? And for those that are listening to this episode and want to find out more information, do you have any place that they can go to or any person they can contact to find out when they can sign up? So the program uh, runs um, our, our first cohort uh, is going to be open for uh, is internally for uh, McMaster 
uh, faculty and administrative leaders. And it will launch in April, uh, end of April this year. And the way that it's set up is really across three modules. Uh, first module is in uh, people and culture. And the second is on, uh, we call it money matters, so stuff around finance. And the third is around strategic thinking and vision. Uh, each module is set up with the first uh, three weeks being sort of virtual small group problem-based learning uh, once a week for three weeks online uh, to really sort of begin to introduce participants to some of the concepts and uh, some of the issues that, that they're experiencing, but also um, uh, and through some of the cases that we're designing, some of the things that they're going to find really in any role that they face. And those uh, three weeks uh, online then culminate at the end in the fourth week with a two-day in-person intensive. And so the, the case that um, we have, uh, we're designing uh, for folks, they'll get a chance to really engage in depth into the, uh, the complexity. We are um, right now uh, bringing in um, actors who are going to role play uh, some of the, uh, the the characters in the case, uh, and and there'll be um, opportunity to in real time, uh, as we do for uh, our simulation with uh, patients, uh, we're going to be doing the same, pretty much the same thing, but but the the scenario is, is with administrative leaders, faculty leaders, um, so there'll be an opportunity over those two days to work through a scenario, and and think as a team how to address it what kind of solution. Uh, there'll also be um, opportunity for us to bring in some of the, uh, some of the, the experts, uh, you know, in, in the field, uh, both you know, within McMaster and beyond, you know, from their lived experience in these leadership roles, what have they learned, right? To help kind of broaden the perspective and, and inspire participants. So that's the kind of the format and the first module is, is in May. Um, the second, uh, the Money Matters one is in next uh, September, October. And the last one is in 2024 in sort of January, February. That's the, the strategic thinking um, module. That's really exciting. And I'm so inspired, Sean, to hear about the details of the program and also how you're structuring the small group learning, the sessions that are synchronous, and the simulations that you're incorporating, and then also the timeline. Because what's really striking about how you've laid out these different modules is that they're spread out over almost an entire 12, 10 to 12 month period. And so it really does give me the sense that participants will be able to take their learning from each of these modules and then start to play that out or to work on those competencies in their own practice environments, their own leadership environments, and then come back and build on that with the next module and then the final module. And so there's that time and the space to practice and enact some of the, that learning and then build on that learning in the subsequent modules that you've developed. Is that what you all had envisioned when you were developing this? Uh, well, initially, the, the question is around uh, when are 
uh, leaders most likely to be able to carve out the time. And so we, we kind of picked uh, um, spots in the year that had less going on than usual yeah. uh, as kind of prime, prime opportunities. And, and it also uh, got us thinking, my, I mean, my experience with programs has sometimes been, you know, you go and it's, there's lots of stuff and then you kind of come back to work and, you know, and then it's like, well, where did the integration happen? Um, so I guess one of the questions that we're going to have with this program is how can we, and what will it look like to support leaders in reflecting on their day-to-day work and linking in some of the some of the concepts or some of the things that they've learned through the modules, um, where does it come alive in their day-to-day right. life, uh, and how do we support that? Knowing that that folks are are busy, and it can be difficult to um, to step back and reflect. So that's something that we're keen to learn. You know how to do how to do well mm-hmm. uh, in those interim periods. That's great. Sean, I am really inspired by what you've shared, and I'm looking forward to hearing how that pilot or the initial implementation or the first cohort that will start in April of 2023 and how that progresses over the coming year. Now, typically, we don't usually end a podcast episode getting to know the interviewee more, but I'd really like to wrap up our time here by finding out a little bit more about you. and hearing a bit more of your background and what led you to even become interested in leadership development. You've mentioned organizational development as one of the motivators for developing the High Five program as well. So where did those interests come from? So I was a a student in the McMaster BHSC program uh, when it first launched in 2000. And I had the opportunity uh, to be mentored quite deeply by uh, the late Del Harnish, who's an education visionary uh, at FHS. And, and he uh, helped me to understand the classroom, health, healthcare, organizations uh, through, through the lens of complexity and actually the, the sort of discipline of complexity science. And there's a sort of a, a field within complexity science called complex adaptive systems theory, which is really about living systems as a metaphor for understanding organizations as dynamic, self-organizing, emergent systems that are kind of more governed by the laws of biology than they are by the laws of physics. And so that was, I guess, a real a real epistemological shift in my way of thinking about uh, about organizations and change. This led me to uh, eventually, I mean, I did a doctoral program in education at Simon Fraser University. I worked with a group of therapists, uh, contemplatives, artists, philosophers, yogis, uh, exploring uh, communication, uh, mindfulness, and, and really deepening our capacity as educators and leaders to work with you know, sort of the mind and body, right? As as a unified whole, uh, and and to work with, you might say, sort of sort of the distortions that we have of ourselves and others, suffering, uh, and how do we find and create connection and meaning, 
Uh, how do we build trust and support and safety uh, as really, you know, ways of creating a container for personal collective transformation. Um, so that was my, my doctoral work. And, and that uh, was explicitly kind of a, a spiritual project, right? In that we can, we can sort of look at our, our own inner life, right? In our own development, but also uh, you could call it the relational field, right? That exists between ourselves, uh, our students, um, our colleagues and the greater world. And to think about, and, and this is a term that I think you, you, you appreciate, Ruth, is uh, the notion of flourishing, right? How do we, and this is, you know, the root of, of education is the word educere, which is about bringing to light that which is within us, right? So how do we enable that, that flourishing? So there's that, that kind of that, that, that spiritual project. Um, I also had the opportunity to explore theater and expressive arts uh, as part of uh, leadership and social change. And that if we want to understand how to think differently, right, we can think about, you know, acting our way into new ways of thinking. And that it begins with, uh, begins with the body, begins with movement, um, begins with the concrete. And so I learned, and this is relevant to hi-fi, right, in, in the sense of like, you know, simulation and, and scenarios, by putting ourselves in the thick of a story, a conversation, a situation, you know, where we need to be imaginative, where we need to listen to what's happening in the room, where we need to connect to the emotion in ourselves and with others, we, we appreciate that, that improvising is such a big part of leadership, right? What's our repertoire that we're improvising with and from, right? So, so theater, role play, simulations, it's, it's a really great way of making concrete and tangible the challenges that we're trying to work through, and it's really powerful. Um, so these interests also led me to work at uh, Mars Discovery District in Toronto. It's a big innovation hub across from Queen's Park in Toronto. Um, I got to design and run a leadership program on systems leadership. And that's where I learned how to think about addressing systems challenges and, and really the, the new tools that we need uh, as leaders to be able to, to um, impact systems change. And so things like design thinking, strategic foresight, entrepreneurship, coaching, uh, anti-oppressive practice, like these are all sort of uh, ways of understanding how to bring about change. And, and that, that time there at Mars led to me now coming here uh, back to McMaster, where, as I said, de designing and delivering programs and leadership, innovation. And uh, I mean, my current aim is, you know, how do we foster vitality in our engagement with each other? Right, which is, it's about getting out of our seats, trying something different, taking risks and experimenting, right? Uh, how do we create conditions to help ourselves and others show up more authentically, right? To show up more as ourselves and, and making room for the emergence of ideas um, and, and new directions that it's more than just the sum of, of the people in the room, but that, that really with the safety, vulnerability, creativity, good data, good tools and processes, in a good environment, like I do think it's possible that we can do some really big things. I really appreciate you sharing that, Sean, because it, it makes so much sense to me. As I hear about who you are, 
what you value and your experiences that have led you to this point, you really are focused on the development of the whole person, the mind and the intellect, the body, the spirit and the soul, all coming together in one's personal development. And you're extending that into the professional development realm. So it makes absolute sense as I hear about the Hi-Fi program and how you've structured that, that it is a reflection of your overarching belief in the development of the whole person. And then also connecting it to, yes, the human flourishing and the goal of flourishing within our lives as well as within our work. So thank you very much for that, Sean. I really appreciate you sharing. Thank you for joining me today. And I uh, look forward to hearing about how the Hi-Fi program goes. Great. Thanks so much, Ruth, for having me. And uh, for folks who are interested, the healthleadershipacademy.ca um, has information about our programs. If folks want to get in touch with our, our, our program manager, uh, uh, Jennifer Lennox, then um, we'll be able to uh, help you find out some more about HiFi. Perfect. Thanks for including that website as well. Thanks, Ruth. Thank you for tuning in to the Mac PFD Spark podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Office for Continuing Professional Development and the Program for Faculty Development at McMaster University's Faculty of Health Sciences. For more information on faculty development, be sure to check out our website at macpfd.ca. That's macpfd.ca. Here you can find other episodes as well as resources for your personal and professional development. A quick shout out to our sound engineer, Ishan Mania Panda, who has been an amazing asset to our team. Another shout out to Scott Holmes, who composed and supplied us with the music you've been listening to. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope you've enjoyed it and be sure to tune in for our future episodes.